0: Welcome to the very first—not the very first—but episode one of Life Unwasted, hosted by yours truly, Cumin and Caleb. Hi, Caleb. Mm-hmm. Good to hear you. And good to see you back.
1: Yeah. Good evening. Slash. Slash day. Good evening. Good day, wherever mm-hmm. you are.
0: Mm-hmm. So, in our episode zero, we went over how what we are trying to accomplish with this podcast. And as was announced yesterday, we have our very special first guest with us. Adam is here with us. Welcome, Adam.
2: Nice to be with you, gentlemen.
0: Yeah, Adam, can you...
1: (laughs) I think it's so funny that you're willing to humor us uh, doing this, Adam. I mean, (laughs) this is for nobody. We're just, you know... Literally just recording something for posterity, for the fun of it. And also, we wanted to talk to you, so thanks yeah. for getting on the phone, man. Yeah, uh, no problem. I, uh, yeah.
2: I don't mind us just screaming into the void together.
1: Yeah. That is wonderful.
0: That is wonderful. Yeah. So let's, let's just start us off. Like, like, oh, like we said, this is unscripted, unedited. <laughs> this is just us fooling around. But, but there is a limit. There is a limit of 30 minutes. Because I'm on, yeah. we are on a free account, and the free account right. only allows thirty minutes of us podcasting. So, yeah, <laughs> that's the Sounds limit. Like a plan. Yeah, but but I'm going to. to I'm going to be the. Later. Right, I'm going to be the timekeeper for us. So let's mm-hmm. just shoot us off, Kale. Why don't Why don't you shoot us off with with our first question, or should Adam do a little introduction sure. of himself, or what? What do you think? Yeah, who should are path you, path? dude? Yeah. why, why yeah, are, are you on this let's podcast? Start, let's start there. Let's start there. Okay. <laughs>
2: Well, I guess I'm on this podcast because Caleb and I were classmates at Faith Academy. Mm-hmm. And then we each lived our completely different lives pretty much mm-hmm. with with no contact for like 20 years or something. And yeah. then he visited um, Oregon at, shortly after I had moved here. And we just reconnected and we're like, oh, I see you. We've, we've mm-hmm. gone through some of the same stuff. Yeah. So that's pretty cool
1: yeah I mean the most three divergent paths from each other that I can imagine, and that that's kind of what um we were talking about last night uh I don't know how we all ended up kind of in the same place um you know i'm uh <laughs> uh our religion our our jobs our everything um uh, but still kind of being in our midlife crisis and reevaluating everything you know,
2: yeah yeah I think the the pandemic gave us a fast forward of maybe five mm-hmm. or ten years and i i often i when I talk about it I credit it as giving me a a a one third life reevaluation so I don't have mm-hmm. to have a midlife crisis
0: yeah that's a nice way to put it <laughs> I like how you phrase that <laughs> so what's
1: what's your crisis adam
2: well <laughs> I think mine is, is something fairly common among a lot of my friends, which was, I was Mm -hmm. really like experiencing a lot of burnout
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: I went Mm -hmm. down a path for 10 years of going hardcore in academia and was building a publication record and getting grants and teaching classes at the college level and everything, you know, I finished my PhD about, well, back in 2016, and so I was just gunning hardcore. And then right before the pandemic, I was traveling and a friend asked me on this trip, it was down in, in Chile, if um, if I looked forward to doing like 25 or 30 more years on this path. And I was like, oh, hell no. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this for 25 or 30 more years. Mm-hmm. And like, it just dawned on me. And then, you know, two weeks later the whole world was in lockdown for the first time yeah so it was an it was kind of an ideal time to realize like it wasn't the pandemic that caused me to realize that i didn't want to keep burning myself out it was oh. just a confirmation that came after yeah after the lockdown
1: so how are did... you so were you tiny house living in or because you're a tiny house living in oregon right when did that I mean, come about yeah uh,
2: I moved here back in June of last year, mm-hmm. so I sort of closed down a lot of the things that were going on. I, I had lived in Oklahoma for 12 years, even mm-hmm. though I don't have any historic ties to Oklahoma, which is mm-hmm. a weird life path decision.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And then and then I came out here with some, some of my best friends, I had moved out to Oregon, and my family's, you know, like a seven-hour car drive away,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which is really um, important to me. To be closer, it used to take me two twelve hour days of driving to get from oklahoma to to where my folks are
0: how hmm. oh, how has that worked out for you?
2: I have absolutely loved um moving to Oregon and the experiences that I've had here um, and winter's almost done. <laughs> which is the hard part of the year in Oregon. So there was just, you know, a lot of gray skies and a lot of rain and and being in a tiny house in a rainy, wintry time. Yeah. It's not the most fun. But I just took my vitamin D and held on for dear life. And here we are. It's like actually spring.
1: Yeah, I have seasonal affective as well. Uh, that was one thing, moving from the tropics to uh, a northern state, I didn't realize how much the sun just was super important, but I, you know, growing up in the Philippines, um, I used to hate the heat, man. Like, do you remember just how brutally hot it was? Um, <laughs> I mean, there's times where that's really nice, but man, uh, uh do you guys remember uh, El Nino?
0: Oh yeah. That summer.
1: Oh, right. Right. Where it was just brutal. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. We used to sleep out on the balcony in the dorm. And we had fans out there. And every night, you know, your your whole mattress would be just uh, soaked in sweat. You mm-hmm. know, and yeah. every summer I think about that summer as being mm. just the hottest, most uncomfortable of my life. And I think I was like 98 or 9, something like that.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right. And, well, the wild yeah. thing is the way that, you know, I moved to the Philippines when I was 11. So mm. it was for sixth grade. Um And, mm-hmm. you know... Now, when I travel in the tropics, um, yeah. which I did, you know, just about a month ago, five, six weeks ago, I was in Costa Rica. Everybody else can be complaining about the heat and the humidity, and I'm mm. just like, no, I can just sort of put my conscious mind on something else and like just yeah. sort of ignore it, because, mm-hmm. like you said, Caleb, I've already been through the worst <laughs> that yeah. the world can throw at me,
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> So right. here's
0: a question, uh, um, Adam. Do you think you're over the crisis now? Have you found a comfortable place to be at, or is this? Do you think it's still an ongoing process?
2: I definitely have some of have have lived through some of the key insights that I needed to to be more resilient mm. in the midst of things. I wouldn't say like I I love my current job. And it's super fun for me. On Wednesday, I got to be on a webinar with someone that I've looked up to for years. Oh, so, like, I guess I didn't explain this to your many listeners. Um, but I, I did my research in like agriculture, ecology, soil, and plant interaction type work. It's very technical, scientific, mm-hmm. um, kind of side of it. And so, yeah, we had a guy on there that's pioneered some really effective ways of fixing, you know, healing broken soil, and that's my passion. Um, and so it was it was great, and I like so I really like the job. Um, I'm you know increasingly in a better position, like socially, where I'm rebuilding that community. Um, mm-hmm here in oregon so those things are happy but just internally as well i came to grips with like being able to name that i had some serious anxiety issues that mm-hmm. manifested mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. maybe a little differently like yeah. I, I i didn't worry as much as you might expect somebody with anxiety to do but uh, it would mm-hmm. manifest as this self-critical voice so i couldn't find rest and relaxation and that was Mm -hmm. contribute the main factor of my burnout is like i'd work really hard and i'd be getting all these papers out and teaching classes and then at the end of the day i would still just have this voice saying like you're not doing enough
0: oh Mm -hmm.
2: you know and it took a lot to kind of try to drown that voice out or whatever and then now i've just faced that there's um you know, it's like this thing that they say we used to, we used to need our anxiety because we like literally had tigers chasing us yeah. and now that we don't have tigers chasing us, we invent paper tigers mm-hmm. to chase us and like our brains just still want to fixate on something. And so I think I've learned a lot about how to divert that and like how to utilize things like mindfulness meditation and, mm-hmm. you know, other positive practices. Practices to 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 understand and 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 handle my own um, confusing brain. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, you know, the tigers chasing us thing is is really interesting. I uh, like last month got a tattoo on my um, forearm, and it's it's in Russian, and it just says uh, "Tigre Nyet," uh, which is there is no tiger mm. um, for that exact. For that exact thing, just to remind myself that just because a meeting goes poorly or you have a bad day at work or somebody cuts you off, like you don't need to have that just intense anxiety, PTSD, trauma response and freak out, you know, because um, I go there um, mm. and you know, I struggle with anxiety as well and that same kind of inner voice. And so I had that that tattooed on my arm. Uh, probably not the best time to get a Russian tattoo, um, <laughs> especially because, uh, you know, one of us is out outside the country right now, which means the NSA could be listening to this phone call, right? That's Illegally, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we got to be a little careful here, guys. Ah, uh,
0: exactly. uh, but no,
1: no, yeah, I, I totally relate to that, and you know, I've been thinking a lot about that inner voice, and um. Just growing up evangelical the way that I did, I was just always taught that deep down inside, like I'm bad, you know, like the only reason you know you know you're you're a sinner, and the only way you can have you know uh, uh grace is through God and all that kind of stuff, and it just kind of like creates this inner voice where you just think you're a bad person, you know I just mm-hmm. think that like. You know, the, It just drives you to mm. like – and I didn't really realize how powerful that inner voice was inside me until, honestly, the last couple of years.
0: Wow, just the last couple of years. Yeah. Wow. So from what I hear, Adam, you have grown considerably as an individual, as a person. You've come to grasp uh, with your inner world and your outer world. Sounds like a enjoyable journey that you're on right yeah. now.
2: Yeah, I would say there's this thing that I learned from so I'm not a very disciplined person and I've never been able to really string together a lot of days in a row of doing any particular habit. You know, I'm just, I'm I'm not a creature of routine. I'm mm-hmm. a, I, I like novelty and adventure mm-hmm. and those kind of things. And um, some for some reason, like eight months ago, nine months ago, when I moved here to Oregon, I started using this daily meditation app, and I've done it probably like twenty eight days out of thirty um, each month. and so i'm I'm like super consistent with at least once a day spending ten minutes in meditation. And one of the things mm-hmm. I like about this, which it's not a very religious style of meditation or anything in this app, mm-hmm. is that, they emphasize that the practice is the point. Mm. And I think that that's something that I'm becoming more and more comfortable with is that the, the practice of good habits in terms of like our mental health and our social decisions and how we pattern our life and, and what we do with our own inner voices and stuff like that. It's It's not about just attaining something like okay I'm here I'm perfect now like I've achieved some grand enlightenment it's about the practice it's about like coming back to it and looking for more insight all the time into ourselves and how we relate to other people and how we deal with the worlds and I don't know like some of the therapy that I got um uh you know during the pandemic with a really great psychologist um through my, through my job that I had available. Mm-hmm. She basically said, our brains didn't evolve to make us happy. They evolved to keep us alive and keep us reproducing. And so to achieve any kind of contentment or, you know, if you want to call it happiness or sense of satisfaction in this world, we really kind of have to almost like hack our own hardware.
1: Mm-hmm. That's deep. Yeah. Where does that voice come from, you think? Hmm. How does that, that doesn't just happen, that gets formed, you know?
2: Yeah. I do think that there is some, you know, what we could call spiritual trauma mm-hmm. there because there were adults at Faith Academy. I can think of some specific names, although I won't name them. No. Who basically no. tried to help cultivate Mm self-criticism and then name it god
1: Mm. wow Mm. Hmm. and then name it god
2: Mm -hmm. that voice you hear in your head that's telling you you know to feel shame or Mm. repent of your sins or whatever that's god and like a huge part of the unwinding of that whole thing for me has been to say huh i was actually just like kind of brainwashed into seeing the world a certain way
0: wow why
2: Mm. i don't know i think young people get controlled a lot Mm -hmm. like a lot of peer pressure from old people (laughs) and Mm -hmm. then and then old people have a lot of peer pressure from dead people It's crazy. It's part of why the world is broken, is that we're listening to horrible messages from dead people.
0: (laughs) I
1: know. (laughs) I mean, you know, like, guys, like, like we, you know, I grew up uh, my whole life, um, you know, in a religion um, where the book literally starts off in the first, like, the first book is about a talking snake, you know, and it's like, snakes don't talk guys it's not real like that doesn't make any sense and I based the whole like first half of my life so far off of a book it's 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 not real Uh, you know and so I when you said spiritual trauma it's like man like I I just feel um taken advantage of you know that's how I feel now Mm.
2: yeah you know that's interesting that you mentioned that, Caleb, because I just had a conversation with two of my friends in Stillwater when I was visiting. That's in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And um, and they were also, one of them was another, like I was, uh, you know, a, a pastor's kid, which a, a few times in my life I've been a pastor's kid and then a missionary mm-hmm. kid as well. Mm-hmm. And um, the other one, you know, he had been looking into maybe doing ministry as his career path or whatever he was going to go to seminary and none of us are really involved in organized church stuff anymore and as we began to unwind some of that experiences that we've all had in common the only thing i could point out is like as screwed up as so much of it was Mm -hmm. there were still people speaking the right messages all the time in my life mm. like, and and I was lucky cuz I think my parents spoke a lot of the right messages yeah, me, you know, yeah. about the, the the best parts of christian philosophy and there's still something so captivating to me um with stuff like the the incarnation in the nativity like just that, just even if you want to consider it only metaphor
1: it's yeah. like
2: that this all powerful being the story of this all powerful being deciding that we don't have to come to to it's like we don't have to come on some sort of path of of um approving ourselves before we can enter its presence that it would come to us and like within that to me is what we're supposed to do as humans for um underserved communities we're we're supposed to go Mm -hmm. like physically be Mm -hmm. in these places and if i saw a if I saw churches doing that, I'd be more inclined to go to church.
0: Wow, right. Uh, sorry to cut you off, Adam mm-hmm. and Caleb. This is an intense conversation. We might need to. <laughs> yeah. We might need to do another episode just unpacking this issue of spirituality. And I like, I like how you termed it, Adam. Spiritual trauma. Mm-hmm. Spiritual yeah. trauma. I think this, uh, this is definitely uh, due for another episode. But sure. In, because we're running out of time, we're at the twenty-minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Adam, before we started the podcast, you said you are going to save something for the podcast, and you were going to oh. ask. Yeah, yeah, that that was in the back burner for me. What oh, yeah. was it, Adam? What well, what did you want to bring up?
2: I'm curious if you're going to primarily stick to um, getting other Faith Academy graduates. As your guests, mm-hmm. or like, or like, kind of, kind of, what your focus was. I was, I was gonna workshop yeah. a couple things with you. I was even trying to think of like a, you know, good catchphrases and stuff because some of my favorite podcasts, they, you know, they start or they stop with a particular catchphrase. And
1: I mm.
2: like, Man, maybe I can help you guys like find your uh yeah find find your secret re- recipe.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We're looking. Of course. Of course, <laughs> course yeah, that sounds great.
0: Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, we've we, we've had pretty awkward starts and ends, so I think you know a catchphrase would would be perfect. Um, but you know, when you asked about who we we're going to interview, yeah, I mean, honestly, this is something that uh, is is really just us having conversations with people for our, our own edification. And when we're sixty, we get to hear what it, what it was like in our forties and what we were thinking about, and maybe some of the memories that that we forgot, you know. Um, Uh, And so, you know, part of it's capturing memories, part of it's capturing this very developmental moment in time that I feel Mm -hmm. we're all uh, it's like a lightning rod in in um, with our Faith Academy class. We're all kind of hitting this wall and it's just a good time to kind of get some of this stuff down. That's it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. man. I
2: I feel that because um, I have had all kinds of ideas for writing projects swirling in my head for years and over like, well, I just got back from a trip and, and in the, in the last few days of my trip, I, um, I sat here on my computer and I outlined a book that I want to write. Wow. And hmm. it, it winds mm-hmm. through a lot of this stuff. Like hmm. it kind of, it kind of starts with my current life vision and then winds through like where i came from and the i you know i feel like i've taken on two missions in my life that that weren't ultimately satisfying one of them was uh like a ministry mission through organized religion and Mm -hmm. then the second one was the academic science mission and so in picking those missions up and then putting them back down like i've learned about myself and what i think is real in the world and yeah, I think I'd like to put that into a book. I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. seven other people would read it, and and no, I mean that's yeah. more than enough.
0: <laughs> Caleb yeah. did it really nicely. Um, it's yeah, we many of us are hitting walls. I I listen mm-hmm. to a lot of podcasts myself as well. There are those, mm-hmm. especially when it pertains to growth. It's mostly mm-hmm. aimed at those in their twenties, like in their early stages of uh, their career. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. I mean, not many podcasts at least for me, I haven't seen many podcasts aimed at our age brackets, people who are fairly established in their career, yet want something more. We are looking for something different. We're looking to branch Mm -hmm. out. And so people like us, I think I think we can speak volumes are just our experiences. So like to your question of Adam of who we are thinking of as having guests here on our podcast. It'll be First of all, right now we're just probably going to stick to Fifth Academy alumni, but then later yeah. on down the road, who knows? Who knows who we may speak to? Oh, we are not going I, to be
1: exclusive or anything like that. So yeah, I think we should probably email you know uh, Barack or Michelle Obama, um, either one of those <laughs> if they wanted to to join us. I feel like uh, we relate to them a lot, um, mm-hmm. kind of Who's going through famous? similar things.
2: Who's the most famous Faith Academy graduate? Wasn't there some guy that went to the Olympics or something? There was.
0: There was that volleyball yeah. guy, volleyball the gold guy. medalist. He came, remember, and had a parade when we were in high school. Yeah. So
2: what I mean is most famous so far because obviously, like, any one of us could become
1: right. way right. more than that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Hey. Uh, or infamous. Mm. Or infamous.
0: Yeah. So Adam, feel feel free to throw us your ideas, your catchphrases, yeah. or whatnot. This this is a free for all. It's just we're, we're just expanding, getting more people on board. The, it, it, yeah.
1: The theme is life unwasted, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. every every moment of your life, leading up until now, whether it was awesome or or whether it was really painful. Um, made you who you are and none of it is don't waste those experiences you've had them you know how do you turn them into something good for yourself now you know oh
2: man this is where i wish we had two hours to talk
1: because
2: i i'd want to plumb the depths of that whole conversation
0: here's what we could do if you have some more time i have like 30 more minutes so we could end part one right here and then oh, we could we, we could go to part two. And in part sure two, thing. we can unravel some more of what we mean by Life Unwasted. I think that'd be a foundational podcast of what's yeah. to come next. So, yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Let's just wrap up part mm-hmm. one at the moment. Uh, yeah, so uh, listeners, we're going to be wrapping up part one. This is mm-hmm. so unstructured, unedited, unscripted. So I don't even know how to finish, but that's how I'm going to finish it. This is in part one for episode one. And have a wonderful evening or day, wherever you are. This is Cumin and Caleb with our guest, Adam, signing off.